the holy anointed oil. When people hear holy oil, they get angry. Ah, how can there be holy oil? Even this building is a holy building because it's, it's sanctified. This building is not like any normal building. When we were building this building, one day I was driving around the road, along the road, and I saw a security man urinating against the wall of the church building. We had not painted it yet. So I branched in from the road and I called him. I said, Wana. So there are things you can't do around this building because the building is not like any other building. It's not a cinema palace. That is why you cannot spit here. And that is why you cannot finish eating banana. And put the good part of the banana inside your stomach and the bad part, you throw it on the ground here. So the building, holy. The human being, holy. The anointing oil, when you take it from the drugstore and pray over it, it is no longer ordinary oil. It becomes supernatural agent of God's power. It now becomes a tool that God can use. That is why they call it holy oil. One day, God told Moses, he said, Moses, take off your shoes because the ground on which you are standing is holy. So the ground can be holy. This place is holy. That is why you can't fight here. If somebody provokes you and you want to fight him or insult the person, hold their hand, drag them across the road, go to the police headquarters compound. After that, cross the boundary and return to the holy land with them. The Bible said marriage is honorable in all and the bed is undefiled. In other words, even if you are the worst fornicator or sinner on earth, you don't sleep with a woman on your marital bed. Another woman. Even if you are a sinner, go somewhere else. My marital bed where you and your wife sleep. The house where you and your wife sleep together. No, you can't. Even if you are an unbeliever or you are a corrupted churchgoer. Because there are things a believer cannot do. I have told men repeatedly that the greatest honor you can have as a man is to make sure that after you are a married man, there is the nakedness of only one woman you see and you have seen and that is your wife. Don't see many, many, many types. You can again langa langa go back and do bolo. The following day, can I do a me guntu? Say me dogo. Your greatest honor will be one day when you are dying at the age of 80 or 90. And you can tell your wife, since I married you, I have never known another woman. And your greatest honor is when you can tell your husband, I married you 40 years now, 50 years now. 30 years now, I've never known another man. Amen. No matter how you are tempted, stay pure and holy. Women, don't let a contract force you to use your body to sign the contract. And these days the men will tell you, it is you I'm chasing, not your husband. 
When you tell them, I'm a married woman, they say, hey, it's not your husband I'm talking about, it's you. Whenever you are walking, look for kanwa powder. How many of you know kanwa? A cow. Look for the powder. Put it in your bag. As soon as a man sees that, hey, you are beautiful, oh, then you drop some in his mouth. May the Lord cause you to walk in glorious anointing. Now, the anointing is a very beautiful thing. It's called golden oil. And yesterday I talked about to shimmer or to shine with glistening light. When the anointing can look beautiful. Moses described the anointing, the composition, compounding of the anointing oil in a way that is captivating. It leaves a picture on your mind that will bless you the rest of your life. Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, Exodus 30, 22, saying, Take thou also unto thee principal spices of pure men, 500 shekels, and of sweet cinnamon, half so much, even 250 shekels, and sweet calamus, 250 shekels. And of cassia, 500 shekels. After the shekel of the sanctuary. And of oil olive and him. And him is not Benin's brother. And him is one gallon of oil. And thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment. An ointment compounded after the art of the apothecary. It shall be and holy anointing oil. I pray in the name of Jesus over any oil anybody is carrying in this building or on this premises even if the oil is in your dormitory right now or your hotel may the Lord's hand touch that oil may that oil bring about healing and deliverance and victory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ when I finish preaching today, I will anoint a few people. But the Bible is talking about the holy oil. And it said many things about it. Go to the verse number. I want verse 23 also. And thou shalt take also unto thee the principal spices. Everybody say principal. Come on, shout the principal. I'm going to show you six things about the anointing oil. Number one is principal spices. That means, number one, the anointing. You see, the anointing is a composite thing. It's an aggregate thing. That means many elements are taken together and they are used to compound the anointing. One person cannot be anointed. I cannot be anointed without an anointed wife. My wife cannot be anointed without an anointed husband. I cannot be anointed without anointed pastors. I cannot be anointed without anointed ashes. And I cannot be anointed without anointed singers. It's composite. It is aggregate. So it is compounded. Everybody say compounded. Now you should always understand that when you say you are anointed, 
God wants to find out who is partnering with you in this anointing. So God told Moses, Moses, you are anointed, but I have also anointed Aaron and I have anointed Miriam to stand by you. There's no Chuck Norris when it comes to the anointing. Chuck Norris is the person who moves alone. The anointing is a composite thing. Everybody that is anointed, as soon as you say, I'm anointed, find out who is anointed alongside you. Because if there's nobody, you're in trouble. You cannot be anointed alone. But when the Bible says, principal spices, the Bible is talking about the fact that the anointing consists of all the vital character traits of the Holy Ghost. The understanding, the wisdom, the, the, the fear of God, counsel, might, power. All the character traits of the Holy Spirit are in the anointed. So, you can carry only the power. You must have understanding. You must have wisdom. So, we decided that in this conference, we want you to concentrate on the character traits of the anointing. Because as for the power, you will always hear about the power. But there are things that go with the power. So, for example, I woke up this morning and I realized I didn't need the power for today. What I needed today was the wisdom for leadership. So, I... I'm preaching. I need the power. But all of a sudden I realize that no, no, no. But I said, apart from the power, you need wisdom. You need understanding. You need counsel. You need might. Because you are going through something now that must, that the Holy Ghost must generate enough courage in you to deal with. So you need the spirit of might. When you see crisis and you can still breathe through the storm until you get the crown in your hand. That is the one where you put your, you put on your, your, your boxing gloves and you fight. And like David, you say, God said, I have found David my servant, a man after my own heart, and I have anointed him with holy oil. But that man is so anointed. He said, by my God, I have run through the troop and I've lived over the world. He said, I am a man of might. I am anointed. I can sing. I can worship. I can operate like a priest. But guess what? The bow of steel is in my hand. I can handle every kind of bow. I can kill a lion. I can kill a bear. I am a man of might. And I pray in the name of Jesus. May somebody receive today the full complement of the anointing. Ayakabasu. I'm talking about somebody who has a fear of the Lord. Who? I am talking about somebody who has wisdom. I'm talking about the spirit of knowledge. I'm talking about the spirit of understanding. I'm talking about the spirit of counsel. I'm talking about the spirit of might. I'm talking about the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And I'm talking about the spirit of power upon you. Receive in the name of Jesus the sevenfold spirit. Now the seven spirits of God resident in you, working in you, empowering you, moving you to be a complete blessing. Come on, clap your hands and shout yes. So, when you are anointed, you see, 
being anointed with power cannot write a book. There are many anointed people that can write a book. Because you need understanding to write a book. You need knowledge to write a book. You need wisdom. Because even to sell a book, you need wisdom. If you don't have the wisdom to sell a book and you receive understanding and write the book, you will run into losses and you cannot write a second one. I tell people I'm not just an author. I'm also a marketer of the product. I know how to market the product. And I know I have enough wisdom to raise the money to pay for the product. So before these books landed in Ghana, they were not printed on credit. Nobody can write books and print them on credit and write 88 books. And I need the spirit of counsel even when it comes to writing. Because you see, I've written 88 of these. Every one of them, I type every letter myself. Every letter myself, I type. Last year, I received inspiration to do another kind of writing and run it. That one is not going to be difficult like this. I received inspiration to do another writing. And that one will be for the ordinary person who doesn't speak good English. They will just take what I say the same way I said it. So if I say I got to Tamale, no, I saw Pastor Foster. They will interpret it, I got to Tamale, no. So that one, they will transcribe it and say it the way I said it. So when I say the power of God fell and hey, they will write the power of God fell and hey. So that those people who don't speak grammar can also read the book and enjoy it. Because as for the way I write now, if you haven't gone to university and you are not an admirer of language, when you read it, you struggle. The way Lady Ruth has been correcting my... You see this woman here? They have been correcting the grammar. But I was saying that that grammar, me and Ruth and Aaron and co-write, is too much for some people. So we want the one which is when I entered the church, no. So you see like this message I just preached. They will just type it the way it came. And some people, eh, see the way I just said, eh, that will be the one that will bless them. So we are trying to write one kind of writing for the bourgeoisies, another one for the normal person, somebody for someone who is in the market. And they can, oh, understand it. And then when I get to a place where I speak some tree, they will write the tree. When I speak some frafra, they will write the frafra. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The only thing is that those books will be very voluminous. They will be voluminous because um, for one book, because of the stories I can tell. How many of you know I tell stories? Look at me. I started preaching. I haven't reached anywhere yet. I'm still on point one and I'm dancing as one to principal spices. So you need every characteristic of the Holy Spirit. Let me stay on this one a little bit because I can preach this one the whole day. The very fact that when you see any preacher, they are not just the product of what you see on the stage. So for example, if you see Benihim and the man is anointed, or you see Chris Oyakilome and the man is anointed, or you see Archbishop Duncan Williams and the man is anointed, or you see Dr. Menso Tabel and the man is anointed also and so forth. What you see on the stage is just one aspect of their life. 
you see what I'll be talking about tomorrow night. The spirit of power or the power of the oil. You will see the one Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the broken hearted. He sent me to preach deliverance to the captives. To set at liberty them that are bruised and recovering of the sight to the blind to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, that is what you see on the stage. It is when you get close to Jesus then you realize that he has the spirit of might. That one is not written in Luke 4, 18. But when you get close to the man, you find out that when there's a storm and everybody's saying, Master, we are perishing. He has the capacity to rebuke the storm. That one, you must go close enough to see it. You must go close enough to find out that when the man has only five loaves of bread and two fishes, he has the spirit of counsel to create order for the bread to be multiplied. You go close to the man. You find out that when they come to him to tap him and ask him, should we pay tax to Caesar? The man has wisdom to say, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God. You go close to the man, you find out that apart from that power, he has the knowledge. And when they ask him, where should we worship? In Jerusalem or in Samaria? In the mountain or in Jerusalem or in Samaria? He will tell them, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He has the knowledge. So, you see, you can see power on a stage. But if you want to know an anointed man, go close to the anointing. I told your husband this morning, I told him yesterday, I took you through practical exam. And I was holding marking scheme in my hand. And you didn't know. I got to Tamale, I said, hurry, sit by me. Sit down, let's go. Marking scheme. I'm watching the way she's talking on phone. What she's telling people. Her pitch. How does she deal with situations? And I'm holding the marking scheme. Maybe you want to know your percentage. You got over 90%. So nothing to worry. Then I put her to preach and I came and sat in front of her. In t-shirt. So that the t-shirt can reduce the entropy rate. And the entropy level around her. And she carried it very well. That one too. If I score it, I'll give you the 90%. Only that you finish too early for me. Because I was, I was trying to receive more. What I'm saying is, to know her anointing better, you have to bring her close to you to know the anointing. And I have seen pastors and leaders, when I'm pulling them, rather they are running away. I just want to know what you are about. On the stage, I see your power. But now, come close. Let me smell you well. Let let me smell you well and see what is your character in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost, what do you look like? How much wisdom do you have? How much knowledge do you have? How much understanding do you have? I cannot know it on the stage. Because on the stage, even actors can stand on the stage. So I call Madame Pata Ikadi. I say, come here. 
Then I take hold of her hand and I'm talking to her. And I'm listening to your spirit. And your heart. And your mind. And I'm picking something. I went to America with my papa, Archbishop Duncan Williams. I got to interact with his second daughter, Ella. I went to preach in Baltimore for Ella and her husband, David King. I sat with Ella in the office before I went in to preach. Ella was talking to me about leadership. And I'm listening to my younger sister talking to me about leadership. Ella was talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. Later on, I called Papa. But that day, I preached in the meeting. The power of God fell. Bam! When we read that book, we shall add bam! Power was all over my sister. I laid hands on her. Prophesied on her. I said, the world is waiting, waiting for you. I said, you know what? That your father's anointing for prayer, you carry that anointing. And later on, I told Papa, I said, Papa, I sat with my sister. Close range. And I told her, do you remember when we used to come to your house? You used to look at my children and say, why are they so lean? Don't they eat? I think she's the one who used to say that. She said, yeah, they told her that thing. And she heard me say it once, once, once or twice. But I spoke to my younger sister and I said, I said, you know what? You carry an anointing. Later on, I was telling Papa, I said, Papa, put your eyes on Ella. You know, God gave me a privilege because, you see, I spoke to Ella in Baltimore. When I sat in the plane from Accra to go to um, London for the first time, I sat with Joel, Archbishop's first son, in the same plane. He was sitting in front of me. I was sitting behind him. And we had a chat and bonded. I could read him. And I read the daughter. And I can tell you that man is blessed. That man of God is blessed. Because you see, I'm like, if this is the man's son. But I was impressed by Joel. Is somebody being blessed by what I'm sharing? That is why as far as I am concerned, the most anointed woman on earth is not Marilyn Hickey, Juanita Bynum, Jackie Makala. The most anointed woman on earth is Rosemont Anaba. And the reason is this. The reason is this. Ranti, I know her. I know her. I know what she would do with money. I know what she would do with time. I know what she would do with somebody's pain. I know what she would do with my own pain. I know what she would do. That is the most anointed person. You don't know the most anointed person on a stage. Listen. The woman who led people, a whole city, to go and see Jesus was not a woman who saw him working miracles. It was a woman who met him at the well of Sychar and sat close with him, interacted with him, felt him up close and went and told everybody, now this is the Messiah. Am I preaching? I'm still on point one. The Lord told me stay on course. Don't follow the wind blowing around you. Receive the sevenfold spirit of God. 
Don't look at men of God on the stage and you want to be like them. A man of God is not a stage showpiece. What do they call that thing? Those things like toys that were clothing in store. Mannequin or mannequin. One day I went to a shop and I wanted to buy shorts. And a mannequin was wearing the shorts. I asked the people, I said, I want XXL. They said, sir, the only XXL. No, they said it's finished. I looked at the mannequin and the mannequin was my size. So I said, what about this thing? What about the one this one is wearing? They said, oh, it's on display and the thing is mannequin. I said, I oh, know. Remove it from him and put it on a human being. I will buy it like that. They had to go up and undress the thing. And give me the shorts. Because you know, Pastor Dosia, me, eh? I don't understand, no, that I want something you won't give me. You forgive me the thing, otherwise I no go leave. No, me and you, we will wrestle until I get what I want. The men laughed. They said, we never get this. I said, you got it. You heard it now. They undressed the thing. They packaged it. They gave it to me. I went to the hotel. You don't see that. I said, I'm a human being. I deserve that shorts more than mannequin. If you want to know real anointing, stop looking at display in the shop and in the church. Go close. That is why eh, it's better to follow your pastor who you know than a stranger who looks very anointed.